Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Welcome to SEM Synergy. I'm your host, Bruce Clay, and this is our weekly digital marketing podcast. I'm joined by uh, Director of Training, Mindy Weinstein, Virginia Nassi, Content Manager, and Community Manager, Christy Kellogg. We have a great show for you today, so thanks for tuning in. We have a bunch of topics that I think you'll find uh, quite a bit interesting. We also have a little bit of a comment about something we did in our last show that uh, came in in the last week. We're really going to focus a little bit here on uh, the future of what Google Plus is going to be doing. There's quite a bit of information on that. Uh, But before we do that, we want to look a little bit at the search marketing industry. Uh, focusing on a, on a report that came out of Moz. Yes, fresh new search industry report from Moz, the online marketing industry survey for 2015. Um, the, you can find it on the moz.com blog. And um, for those in the industry, it helps us kind of compare our own, um, what we spend time doing, what we hear clients asking for, so then what we can offer and what we prioritize, and compare it against what the rest of the industry says they're doing. There's quite a bit of uh, information here. And and I find it interesting that the services provided do not necessarily line up with the services requested. There seems to be quite a a difference there. Uh, The top provided services are SEO, SEM, PPC, social media, content, and web development. And in fact, those are services that we offer, and uh, they make total sense to us as those being things that the industry needs. But the requested services are quite a bit different. Okay, the top five requested services are analytics, content, conversion rate optimization, brand strategy, and social media marketing. So of that, we really have... SEO is not on there. Yeah. SEM is not on there. We've got social media. They're both on there. Content is on both lists. It's interesting because it looks like the requested services are focused on um, either making sure that the work you're doing is converting or is being tracked, and then also a strategy piece, which isn't in... um, the, the services provided list? Well, it strikes me that you have three things that are provided. SEO, PPC, and social media. And those are all three generating traffic, right? You have content, which contributes really to all three. It's not just associated with one. You have web development, which really contributes to all three, not just one. And those are the services offered. You design it right, you populate it right with content, and then you optimize it for whichever channel you choose. 
analytics is sort of built in everywhere. Yet that's the number one requested service. And that kind of explains where it's not on the the services provided list. It's because it's built into the SEO service. We're tracking and measuring and built into the PPC service, etc. I think that also... I thought it was interesting with that, going back to the top five services requested. When I look at these, and I think about from a business perspective, I mean, that's what people want to know is, number one, analytics, is it working? So, of course, they're going to ask for that. And I did think it was very interesting that conversion rate optimization made that list because I think that businesses are at the point of, like, okay, you know, so what happens, we get the traffic, which is hugely important. That's why we need SEO. But what do we do once they're on the site? You know, they want to make sure that they are maximizing all their efforts. So I thought it was very interesting to see that on the top five list. Well, the the big thing about conversion rate optimization uh, has to do with if I can change my bounce rate from 80% to 70%, granted neither one is particularly good, I have doubled the number of people staying on my site, and therefore I, I mean almost doubled, I've seriously increase the number of people staying and as a result I should see significantly more revenue. My conversion will be a higher conversion rate because I'll have a lower bounce rate. That kind of stuff is pretty straightforward. If I was at 20% bounce rate and I went to 10 it wouldn't be nearly as significant as a percentage of my population. Does this align with what you hear? Because also when it comes to like writing content, um, this rings, this like kind of rings a bell or has a parallel for me because like you write for the language that your audience is looking for, maybe not what, you know, you think of as the expert or something. So, so do, do you in conversations about, you know, what services we offer and stuff, speak the language of a potential client by talking about, you know, um, where analytics fits into it, where conversion optimization might fit into it, and make sure to hit on these points that are being asked about. Sure, I talk about that, uh, and now we're talking about how do we sell, uh, and certainly I'm happy to do that. And um, it also, I guess, talks about you know reporting and long-term client um, satisfaction and um, building you know a project that that meets expectations. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, Normally what will happen is you will start a conversation with somebody to find out what their problem is. You'll mentally, as the person having the conversation, the salesperson at the time, you'll mentally interpret uh, the symptom to a problem and determine what the correct tool is to solve the problem. And sometimes that's pay-per-click. And sometimes... That's a penalty repair. And sometimes you better start with an audit because it's really confusing. And sometimes you should just launch into a project because you have a pretty good idea it's low-hanging fruit and you just want to solve it. You don't want to analyze it to death. You just want to fix it. Mm -hmm. So the kind of service you sell is really dependent upon the kind of problem that the client has, not dependent upon the fact that most people ask for analytics, therefore everybody that walks in the door needs analytics. You can't generalize because, I'll tell you right now, if we talk to five people, they got five different problems. That's just the way it's going to be. 
So every single thing is either going to be customized or you're going to have a mismatch with the needs of the client. Now, you had mentioned expectations. Expectations uh, are really a, a serious problem in the industry today because people have for so long been told, just give me X number of dollars and I'll get you links and you'll rank, and it used to work. Or, um, you know, we're cheap. We're, we're 500 a month and we're going to do SEO. I'll tell you right now, if I walked up to somebody and they told me they're a brain surgeon and they could do it for 500 bucks, I'd find another brain surgeon. I, I certainly am not at all interested in uh, taking something that is so critical to my business and necessarily going to the cheapest bidder. The expectation, however, is set up that it's a commodity, it's cheap, it's easy. Folks, if it was easy, everybody would be number one. Uh, the saying I commonly use is if you only pay peanuts, you only attract monkeys. And, you know, that doesn't really help you become number one out of 10 million results. You know, they may be able to help you. You may be able to get some long tail. But expectations have to be reasonable, not just that I'm going to pay X, I want to rank. But because I'm paying X, I have a chance to rank. People just usually take themselves out of the game. And that's, that's a serious problem for most people. The fact that the, the services performed are analytics, keyword research, uh, audits, which are good, content and social media, um, that makes sense. Because until you have keyword research, you don't even know what your targets are. How can, you know, that's like shooting an arrow and hoping you hit the target and you don't even know what the target direction is. You can't do that. Uh, so you have to have keyword research. Analytics is very, very valuable because if you can't measure it, you can't measure improvement. Uh, and those make sense. Site audits, that's very commonly the first step. I mean, when we do projects, uh, we either do a separate audit or we build it into the project somewhere maybe do parts of it over the first few months. So all of that is total sense, makes sense. Uh, content creation, social media is fine. The real issue here is that, you know, compared to when we started 19 years ago, 19 years ago I could edit a page and it would be number one in a day. Two days outside. It was easy because... There were no CMSs, there were no big complex e-commerce environments, there were, you would just open up HTML, change it, and upload it. FTP was your friend. Now, the environments are different, the number of competitors are different, the rules of the search engines are different, the technology is more complex, people want bells and whistles and call tracking and uh, chat dialogue boxes and forms and it's horribly complex compared to what it used to be just for what we have to work with, let alone the fact that the competitors, many of them are spending five times what you're spending. Expectations, we cannot use old expectations today. It's brand new. We just have to go do it. That's the end of my soapbox. <laughs> 
sometimes there's a disconnect with what people think SEO is and what it actually is. Like for example, I was talking to someone recently and they had a Wix site and they had done the little SEO suggestions that Wix does, so they thought they were all good. So like maybe that's the reason one of the requested services is analytics because maybe people think they already have done SEO when they haven't at all. Yeah, I think there's a lot. We do training. One of the things we find in our class is that everybody has a misconception of what it takes to do SEO and what SEO is. Uh, we've all played the game of telephone, where I start by telling you something and it goes around and everybody whispers in everybody's ear and then it comes out and it's entirely different. That's what people think SEO is. Whatever it is, it's morphed over 15 people saying it. My cousin has big feet, comes out, my cousin is Bigfoot. <laughs> Those kinds of things. Uh, SEO, all you got to do is put white text on a white background and you're going to rank. Uh, there are people who still believe that. So, You know what else I find that, and this is especially when we're at conferences, so when people are walking through, these aren't agencies, they're people working within you know, non-SEO businesses, they'll stop and ask me, so after my site is optimized and I'm done with SEO, right? So it's just like maybe takes a week of SEO and I'm done. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> it's a little more involved than that. So this whole study from Moz that was compiled by Dr. Pete was really cool. Um, and his takeaway at the end of it when he was looking ahead to 2016 was as follows. I'm going to quote him. It's clear that our job as online marketers is becoming more diverse, more challenging, and more strategic. We have to command a wide array of tools and tactics, and that's not going to slow down anytime soon. On the bright side, companies are more aware of what we do, and they're more willing to spend the money to have it done. Our evolution has barely begun as an industry, and you can expect more changes and growth in the coming year. End quote. So we know that growth and change is the one constant in the SEO industry. It's time to take a quick break. We're going to turn the conversation to the new Google Plus and what its evolution might offer digital marketers. That's when we return with more SEM Synergy. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis. SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. 
Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, seen other SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at box speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. I'm Mindy Weinstein, and some things are changing in Google land. Because, you know, things never change in Google land. But it used to be that Google Plus was at the center for using all Google products. You were required to have a Google Plus profile. Now, recently, a Google VP announced that people won't need to be signed in to Google or have a Google Plus profile to use certain products like YouTube and Google Photos. So it's a pretty big change for Google um, to publicly announce their unified product strategy, and especially because they put it all together up till this point. So there's been a lot of talk since this announcement, and I know we have a lot to talk about. And of course, anytime any change to Google Plus is announced, it starts the whole thing as Google Plus dead. I've already seen those articles too, but that's a side note. So are there any thoughts on what this might tell us about Google's master plans? I have an opinion, as always. Um, I think that what Google discovered, uh, this is one of those half-full, half-empty kind of discussions. Mm -hmm. It seems to me that the development of Google Plus may very well have been stalled out because the Google Plus development team was obligated to cater to all these other master projects. That I couldn't make this change to Google Plus because of this thing that restricts it over on YouTube. Okay, that's fine, so let's do it this way, but we can't do it that way because it won't work in Photos. Okay, well, let's do, well, wait, it won't work in Google Analytics because you have all these different products, each one different enough in how they would relate to Google Plus. The Google Plus, I think, may very well have run into a barrier that it could not support them all and it couldn't develop any further because everybody was spinning their wheels trying to serve too many masters. It may very well have been that. Right, so it never had a chance to focus on becoming its own core product if it had to also at the same time be the YouTube comment system and the you know way that you sign into different products and stuff like that. And I don't know that I'd want to sign into 
you know, like a Gmail, and then get over and do a search and have something show up in photos or I mean, why would I necessarily need that from Google? You're telling me I can't look at the photos without logging in first? Are you one of those people who are always logged in? I am. I'm not. No. I log out as often as I can. And in fact, um, maybe I shouldn't even say this, but I have a couple of logins, <laughs> and I switch between them uh, just to make sure that I am not um, biasing what I think I'm seeing. I mean, it's way too easy to, to mess it up. I'll log out, I'll turn off web history, I'll set my location to the United States rather than a city, and I'll then I can do my searches. Um, you know, if I don't particularly want the auto-biasing system to be turned on. This is a bit of a tangent, but I remember one time, because that's how I searched to logged out. U.S. set things, whatever. Well, you know, Rob Ramirez, our SEO manager, we were comparing notes on something, and we both had the same, like, incognito, logged out everything, and we kept getting different results. And so it's not really unbiased. But Correct. I've taken us off topic. Well, that's important to know. Well, that is important yeah. because one of the things that it points out, and I think it points out something very specific, um, even if you've done everything to make it so that nobody knows who you are, where you've been, what you're doing, any of that, incognito entirely, um, your, re your search results are biased. You will still have some bias in your search results, um, which is why in our SEO tool set, our ranking monitor uses specifically the Google Paid API because that paid API gives you results that are not biased. It's the only way to get unbiased results, really. <laughs> the only way. Uh, even the scrapers are, are showing some of the same bias. Mm -hmm. Now, what's interesting is people say scrapers are highly accurate because they show you what users see. Well, that may be in New York, but in L.A. you get different results. I mean, or based on what I've searched for four times, I'll get different results. I know this is a little off topic, but fundamentally, I think if I'm logged into Google+, everything I see is biased. It's biased on where I am, what I'm doing, what I've searched for. The fact that I did photos and clicked on this one before this automatically is going to imply that I did a search. My next search is for that. I mean... Yeah, well, I think Google would say that that's better for you. Like, And that was the reason that they said for... Uh, cutting the need to have to be you know have a Google Plus profile to use these services because they had a lot of feedback that um, having to use Google Plus to use other products um, was not um, people really didn't like that and so this latest move they said they've gotten a lot of good feedback um, and that they really just want to make users comfortable and that kind of thing so. Well, I think privacy, whether overtly or, or subtly expressed, is still important to people. Mm -hmm. I think I don't want people following me around. Now, I agree, by the way, that web history helps Google at a search level eliminate ambiguity. Mm -hmm. Right? If I search for equipment, tools, pliers, screwdriver, hammer, 
when I search for a hammer, they're going to know I didn't mean the art museum. I meant a tool, right? So I think that it definitely helps to produce relevant results in some cases. Organic and paid. Organic and paid. But I certainly don't want my Gmail to be giving me suggestions for products because I did a search for a baby gift for an employee one time. <laughs> that, that is not where I'm at. That's not what I want to do. <laughs> so, you know, it, it. I don't need as much help, I think, and maybe, maybe it's, maybe the average searcher does. But it makes it very difficult to handle attribution. If Google's going to go out and give you results based upon 20 different things you might have already done, attribution is dead. You're never going to know what really resulted in that search result page. Mindy, you mentioned that there, you've been reading some Google Plus's dead articles. So, yes. Um, well, actually, yes, yes. I've been reading, because those come out right away, of course. Anytime, like the anytime there's anything about Google Plus, wasn't it already articles. a ghost town? Except for yeah, well, here's what's interesting. Cause I actually pulled up something because months ago we talked about Google Plus and it being dead because that was when they separated the streams and the photos, and so there was a lot of talk about it then, and that was in March. So fast forward a few months, and here we are. What I think is interesting is I so some of the articles. There's one in particular that caught my attention, and it was taking the stance that. No, Google Plus is not dead. Maybe this is a move to simplify Google Plus and make it into a better product. Sometimes simplifying is the way to go instead of adding features to it. And one of the things that it brought up that I found very interesting was talking about, you know, maybe Google's master plan is to make Google Plus more of, you know, to emphasize more of the communities and make it more of, you know, the message board, trying to simplify it a little bit in my definition. But if you go on Google Plus now, I mean, there's communities, there's people who have shared interests that, you know, correspond with each other, share information, share pictures. I mean, as an example, the photography community on Google Plus has 1.8 million members. So there's something there. And so the article that I was reading was, obviously, it's trying to guess what might happen. But the fact that there are some areas that are working really well within Google Plus, like the example I just gave you, makes you think maybe that's where they're going to head with it, you know, make more of those communities and have that involvement there. So just be curious to see what happens. You know, like I said, the last big announcement was a few months ago. You know, what's it going to be in four months from now? Because it might be viewing a whole different Google+. Plus. Christy, did you pull some stats about Google+. Plus? I did, um, and they align with the notion that it is still a ghost town. Um, the average monthly time spent on Google Plus by a person online is seven minutes. That's in a month. Like, that's really, really low. Um, what else? Um, some other statistics. The percentage of online adults that visit Google Plus once a month are 22%. Um, Google's percent of social sh sharing globally is only 3%. So, I mean, they're not doing very well. And this reminds me of, um, I can't think of his name. What's, um, there's Larry Page, Sergey Brin, and who's the third one that runs Google? Eric Schmidt. That's the one. Okay, he wrote, like, last year, like, one of the biggest mistakes that he ever made at Google was not getting into social sooner. And, I don't know. It would be really cool if they, like, called an audible and turned everything around mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. did great. But 
I don't know. I'm not that excited about Google Plus as a person. So maybe that's, yeah, what, what we're talking about, this focus that they, like, can actually pay attention to it as a social network. By well, mm -hmm. there's a couple of things you have to think about. How many people does it take for you to be a success? Right? I mean, if I built a software product and had a million users, it would be a success. If, if Google builds a Google Plus and has 10 million users, it's a failure. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, it, it really depends on what the company and what the user community considers. Um, is Google Plus shrinking or growing? Because if it's shrinking, that's a very different signal than if it's growing. Um, if you have a million people in there doing photographs, one point what, one point seven and one point eight. I mean, come on, that's not what I would call dead. Mm -hmm. That's certainly a lot of people that found it to do what they need. Mm -hmm. And I, as far as I'm concerned. Google Plus is fine. It isn't dead. It isn't, um, it, you know, anything is dead if you want to compare it to something massive. <laughs> but, you know, one of the sayings that we've, we've used in the past um, is Google Plus is a great place to hide a dead body because nobody would find it. Well, maybe that's the case, but what we need to do is understand that Google Plus just... Even with all these changes, it probably is not going to go away for any time soon. I think that's a great note to end out the show. Um, so thank you all for listening. Thanks to Webmaster Radio for putting the show together. And if you haven't already, we'd invite you to review the podcast on iTunes. You can go to scmsynergy.com slash iTunes to do that and tell us what you thought of the show today. Um, if you like more of the content that you hear on the show, go to bruceclay.com slash blog for reports and analysis from our digital marketing team. Have a great week and see you next time on SEM Synergy. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business -business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.